Hey guys, it's Shane from Now That I'm Older. I hope you're liking everything you're hearing on the Rogan's Hell Podcast Network. If you are, go to rogan'shell.com slash Amazon for all your shopping needs. It's not going to cost you anything extra. It's not going to look any different. But every time you use that link, you're going to be helping out the Rogan's Hell Podcast Network. So bookmark rogan'shell.com slash Amazon every time you need to buy something from Amazon. Thanks a lot. Hi, this is Renee. And this is Kim. And this is Round Trip. Yes, it is. And here we are another day doing our podcast, making our way. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I'm in a singing mood today. <laughs> I love it. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. good. Excellent. Excellent. How's it going in your side of the globe? Doing all right. Doing all Right. I like to hear that. So let's just get right into it. We've got an exciting show today. This is a great show. I think so. Well, we'll see when at the end, I guess. <laughs> but good vibes going in. Well, I'm tooting our horn early. Toot toot. Toot it on, sister. <laughs> toot it on. So today we are going to talk about one of our favorite things. Movies. Who doesn't Yay! love movies? And with the Oscars behind us and the MTV Movie Awards in front of us, there's so oh, really? many. Yeah, they're coming up soon. <laughs> I, I mean, completely Hello? irrelevant. I don't think I've ever watched it, but I felt like it's my overly. <laughs> I felt like you know it could be a part of this. They deserve but, a chance. They deserve a chance. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they they do like best kiss and best on screen couple and best random thing coming i don't know but i feel like the movies that people actually see those are the movies that the mtv awards focus on versus yeah. cinematic classics and tales of leonardo men, and the leonardo and the bear and by bears <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's gonna be parody movies because there always are but a great title for the revenant would be leo and the bear <laughs> i feel like that would be an awesome title for that movie what was the movie with oh my gosh i can't think of it the big short that could be oh, called yeah. bitch i got your money or if it was a if it was coming from the government side bitch better have my money <laughs> <laughs> That would be a perfect name for that movie. And then Spotlight would be, oops. Right. <laughs> and it'd be a priest with his pants down. <laughs> and like with his hand over his face, his making an O. And he's like, right. we're horrible. We are horrible. And then Room would be, God, I wish my kid would shut up. It'd be a mom in the middle of the room with her hands over right. her ears. Because <laughs> right. as cute as that little boy was, I swear to God, I was like, oh my God, shut up. <laughs> There's a reason some of us were not meant to be mothers. <laughs> he would have got mushed in the face. And that's not the right thing to do. That little boy is in a traumatic situation. But you know what? I need you to just be quiet right now okay i know chair is being mean to you i get it but calm down what was the other was one carol carol would have Car- who was in carol? carol carol was rooney mara and the white witch from lord of the rings the, the elf the elven witch lady who was in the in the forest i can't think of her name but you know who i'm talking about when frodo was running through the woods yeah and she was i could see her face i just can't remember her name i mean i have google right here but who cares and then what was the other movie mad max fury road mm-hmm. i just don't even know i think mad max fury road is enough it was that's what it should be named. Anything with fury in it right. anyway is like, okay. Right. I feel like they did a fine job <laughs> with that. It's a real deal. Yeah. I don't think we could make that anymore. I was trying to look at that lady's name. <laughs> and she is like, <laughs> could you focus? <laughs> she's clearly one of the biggest actresses. It wasn't Judy Dench. No, she's not it that old. Uh, she's a young lady. Kate Blanchett. That's her name. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. That's her name. I should remember that. I love Kate right. Blanchett. So I was like, why did I just completely ignore her in my mind? I don't know. Oh, The Martian. I think. 
Oh yeah, I actually saw that. I did. I saw all. I yeah. saw everything except for Carol. I think Carol was the only one I did not see, and I didn't see Brooklyn because that the trailer for that just did not look like something I wanted to see. That looked like like drama and romance, and I'm not signing up for that. Yeah, my um, book club actually went to see that. It was a, I believe it was a book and became it became a movie. Mm-hmm. And so the, our uh, book club, it was one of their, hey, let's go, you know, see this instead of reading it. I guess not, but you know, in addition to reading it, <laughs> instead of reading it, right? Instead of reading this, <laughs> funny. I think pretty much everything. I mean, I think the Revenant was based on the book, but it was on a uh, a man's account of which yeah. I assume was probably in a book. But it, really, it stretched really, really long for the movie. Yeah, stretched a bit. It was a long movie. You know, Leo was in every part of it, and uh, so was I, because that's all it takes for me. <laughs> a little bit of Leo goes a long way. It does. It does. So, speaking of movies, and since we are a travel podcast. Let's marry those two things and talk about travel movies. Yes, let's do that. So Renee, if you had to describe what makes a travel movie, what would you say? Um, uh, a couple of things. It doesn't necessarily have to be, to me, travel, meaning I'm going to a place or I'm watching the individuals in the movie go to a place, put it that way. It could be something futuristic or it could be local, meaning I'm watching the movie. They really don't go out of their space, but I'm seeing the aspects of a place that I never saw before. So, cause to me, when you're traveling, travel is that you're going someplace or you're in a space and you're discovering, you're learning, and it may not necessarily be another area or another state or another country. It could be right there in the backyard. So you're saying it's, it's more of a journey inside or a journey of the mind, not necessarily a physical journey. Correct. Correct. I like that aspect of travel and I like that aspect of travel movies. For me, when I think of travel movies, I think of a movie where either the location or the destination is a character in the movie. The journey either is a, is a part of what the character is going through or it's his own kind of character within the story. Right. So with that in mind, why don't we talk about a few movies that we consider to be great travel movies? If you had to pick, what would be your top three? I will have to say, right. So not necessarily current. They could be classics or what we consider classics. For me, I would, I do love classics too, but I actually, the ones that I'm thinking of right now are pretty much modern day movies. Uh, Vicky Christina Barcelona is a Woody Mm -hmm. Allen movie came out several years ago. Rebecca Hall, Scarlett Johansson. Javier Bardeen, who is gorgeous, and Felby Cruz. And it takes place in in Barcelona. So Barcelona, uh, Oviedo, I think it's the other place, and some other small town. And it's typical Woody Allen. It it starts off where everyone's happy, and then things go really weird in the middle, which... It's so Woody Allen, and but I love it because the unlo- it's unlocation. So they're filming in Barcelona, and you're seeing all these beautiful pieces of architecture, and you're looking at the artwork because apparently Barcelona or Spain in general seems to be very artsy. From what I'm seeing here, what I'm looking, I think the characters in the movie uh, Javier Bardeen is an artist right. actually. So I love it for that. Like it's it's in the storyline again. It's pretty interesting. It gets kind of weird and some things that happen, but. Not to give it away for people who haven't seen it. I just love the the visionary aesthetics aspects of that movie. And so that would make it one of my top three, I guess. So for people who haven't seen the movie, do you want to give them a little bit of plot? Sure. 
Um, so it is Vicky Cristina Barcelona. Uh, the movie, the plot centers on two uh, American women. So Vicky and Cristina, if you have not guessed that. And they spend a summer in Barcelona where they meet uh, Javier Bardini's character, who's I think his name is Juan Antonio. And they're, he, Juan Antonio is typical. He's Spanish, he's cute, and he's attracted to both of them. And so he invites them to uh, Oviedo. And he actually flies them on his plane, which I thought was kind of interesting. He has a small plane and they fly to Oviedo, which is where he lives. And in between that time, they're exploring Barcelona and Oviedo. There is this level of intimacy that forms between Juan Antonio. And at first it was Christina. Christina gets sick sometime in the movie. And so him and Vicky become a little bit more closer. But Vicky is actually engaged, which is another interesting piece of the movie as well because we later find out that Juan Antonio is married to Maria Elena who is actually Penelope Cruz and she's a bit crazy she's a, a little bit, bit ment- mentally she, unstable <laughs> she was more than a bit right yeah she, she's a little crazy and so it's just this really interesting dynamic with which starts off as two best friends going to Barcelona <laughs> And then it just gets really weird. Like it starts off, it's kind of sexy and steamy. You're like, oh, I wonder what's going on. Going on? Are they going to all get together? What's going to happen here? And then, yeah, it kind of goes south. But in the middle of that, you have these beautiful aesthetics of Barcelona and Oviedo, uh, and the other place that I can't pronounce, Aviles or Aviles. I don't can't pronounce it. I'm sorry. That's included or put in into this movie, and so it's very romantic. It's very sexy. I think that's why I like it. Uh, but it's typical Woody Allen. So you got this weird, weird love triangle that's going on. But it all happens in Spain. So I'm like, if I'm going to go to Spain and have a love triangle, why not have it happen in Spain? <laughs> Lord. And hopefully it looks like Javier Bardeen, but And not Woody Allen. And not Woody Allen. Okay. So what about your number two pick? My number two would probably be Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, that's such a cute movie. Yes. I love that movie. I can watch it anytime it comes on TV. I actually have it on video. It is one of my favorites. And if for those of you who don't know, Little Miss Sunshine is a story of the Hoover family. So Olive is like a seven-year-old uh, little girl. She's so cute. She has like a little belly. <laughs> she wears glasses. And she dreams of being in pageants. And she actually gets invited to participate in the Little Miss Sunshine pageant in Redondo Beach, California. And her family actually take this little road trip. They're living in, not El Paso, Albuquerque. They're in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and they leave New Mexico to go to Redondo Beach in their little Volkswagen minibus, the little, I always call it the hippie bus. And they drive a couple of states over to take her to the pageant. But it's the typical family road trip movie with, but it's more modern, I guess. It's not typical, I guess. It's, it's very much modern. But it has these elements of a, a good message. Like there's a, there's a message in between the movie when you're watching it that you wouldn't think that you'll see where there's this level of acceptance and loss that happens on this road trip. But you, but you're in this weird because you see this these pageant girls, you know, they're dressed up, they're. Their hair is big, they got on lipstick, they got on makeup, they have these cute dresses, and they're dancing all on the stage. And then you have this, you know, little pop belly little girl, and she's just regular. And so so what happens in the movie is that you see that her family wants to protect her. They they see the little girls and they're like, oh my God, you know, she's she seems so regular. Like I think that she's not, it was this level of she's not good enough for this. I, I think is what the family was thinking. And at some point in the movie, the mother's like, we have to let Olive be Olive and pretty much let her do her thing. And I thought that was cool. I think it was a good message because at some points in the movie when you're watching it, you notice how the dad is like, he's he's very in 
tense. Like he really wants to win. He has the idea of being a winner. I think he's a motivational speaker. And so his mindset is around, you know, winning and winning and winning. And then he gets to this pageant. He's sitting in in the audience and he notices that there may be a possibility that she doesn't win. And so he wants to protect her. But her mother's like, you know, let her be herself. She's not looking at the pageant through the eyes that you're looking at. So it was really good. Had a really good message. And again, typical road trip movie. They had a a horrible VW. He broke down. He had to push it, make sure they parked on heels. The granddad, we find out later on, is on heroin. (laughs) He dies. (laughs) So his body's in the his bike's in the back of the BW. So it's just really, it's really weird. And it's still modern. But again, it had this really great message. And it was typical family road trip. Like they were driving down I-17. And I was like, that's the I-17 that's up the street from my house. I know where that is. So it was pretty cool. Kind of when you live here now, I've watched it before and I didn't live in the Southwest. And I watched it again and I was like, oh, okay. He said they're going to Scottsdale. I know where Scottsdale is. So it's kind of cool when you watch movies and they say the places that you live or have been to. You're like, oh, I know where that is. So uh, I liked it from that perspective too. It was, it, was, uh, it was really cool. Like I said, a good, good messaging around that. And your number one pick for the best travel movie. My number one pick would be Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> and only because- That's a good call. <laughs> I yeah. love that movie. I love that movie. I love it more because we've been to Turtle Bay. We've been to the North Shore where the movie takes right. place. And so right. I can kind of connect from that perspective. I think actually you should, you said it wrong. I think it's because we were asked oh, to yeah. leave Turtle I, yeah. Bay. <laughs> Sidebar, (laughs) when we were in Hawaii, we went to the North Shore and we managed to actually get onto Turtle Bay, which is pretty much any resort. If you're in Hawaii or any resort anywhere, you're supposed to be a patron of the resort in order for you to have access to the amenities. But in this case, we were really cute girls and we said, hey, could we be on the beach for a couple hours? And the guy was like, sure. And he let us on. The guy let us on the beach. And we stayed there for a little while. To be exact, we stayed there for several hours. I mean, we literally had lunch and went back to the beach. <laughs> stayed for a long time. And at some point during the day, maybe shifts changed. And the guy who really thought we were cute and said, okay, you can stay, uh, was not there anymore. And someone said, hey, you, do you supposed to be here? <laughs> and and we tried to ignore it like we didn't hear them. And then eventually they made us leave. And so we got kicked off the beach. But other than that, it was a really, really great place to stay. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was really beautiful. I, I see why people like being there. North Shore is just beautiful anyway. We that's North Shore is where we did our photo shoot at, I believe, when we were in Hawaii. It was it was a little bit south of that, but in that area, yeah. But Forgetting Sarah Marshall is an awesome movie. It's really, I mean, it's hilarious. And the scenery is amazing. I mean, just the scenery at the beach and around Hawaii was beautiful. Agreed. It is very beautiful. And it's funny. And it's all levels are inappropriate. And that's why I love it so much. <laughs> inside yeah, I mean, of you, someone sings a song called Inside, inside of, you. <laughs> of You. Oh, let me be. Would you let me be inside of you? I don't know why I remember that. All levels of inappropriate. Just love it. And also, I thought about it. I was like, well, you know, if I was part of a, you know, bad breakup, I think that's where I would go. I'll pack myself up, get on a plane and go to the beach. You know, why not go to Hawaii? So it it kind of fell fell into the lines of, you know, if something like this happened to me, I can see myself going here and hanging out. So, yeah. So that was my that was my those are my top three, I guess. Nice picks. So, Kim, now that I've given my top three, and there are plenty more that I could have given, but I, if I had to choose, those would be, those would be in the list. Put it that way. Uh, what, is your, what does your travel movie top picks look like? Number three would be An Affair to Remember. Ooh, one of my favorites. Fantastic movie with Cary Grant and Deborah Kerr. 
1957 remake of a I think the original movie was called Love Affair. Mm-hmm. That's right. So this was a remake of that movie. And then it's been remade <laughs> several times since. But the Cary Grant Deborah Carr version is my By favorite. far the best one. By far. For sure. For sure. So the travel connection starts with Cary Grant's character is Nikki and Deborah Kerr's character. I can't remember her name, but they're on a transatlantic ship and they're taking a trip from like Europe to New York somewhere. And both of them are in a relationship. So they're on the ship and they're just kind of chatting each other up. They're just being friends. They're just back then cruise ships couldn't have been that big. So there probably weren't that many single people to chat with. So they have a bond and they start a little friendship. They stop somewhere in Italy to visit Nikki's grandmother. Her name is Terry, by the way. The grandmother? No. Deborah Kerr's character. She's Terry. Oh, and he's okay. Nikki. Okay. So they Terry and Nikki go to visit Nikki's grandmother. She starts to fall for him and she's now seen him lovingly with his grandmother. And so she's, you know how women are. So <laughs> they get back on the ship and they're heading home. They make a pact. They say, okay, if in six months, if you can end your relationship with this woman you're with, and I end my relationship with this man I'm with, we will meet at the top of the Empire State Building and start our new life together. They both go off and end their respective relationships and head to the Empire State Building. But Terry gets hurt on her way to the Empire State Building. And that is where- She's in a car or something, right? Yeah, I was going to, you know, not share that much in case people hadn't seen oh, it. Oh, I'm sorry. But- <laughs> sorry, audience. <laughs> It's okay. Spoiler alert. (laughs) It's okay. So unfortunately, she is unable to go to the top of the Empire State Building, but Nikki does and decides, okay, I guess this means that she's not coming. She doesn't want to be with me. I will carry on with my life, which might sound familiar to some of you, i.e. Sleepless in Seattle. So it is a wonderful movie because it is a wonderful travel movie because they're time on the boat and their time in Italy is really nice and it's really like the time on the boat I thought was really cool made me think of what old-fashioned cruising would be like with formal dinners and dancing and then Italy was amazing because it was just beautiful the part the part of Italy that they visited was amazing the journey is where they fell in love so that's why I think it's an appropriate travel movie because that kind of connection that they made on the ship in Italy and then brought to New York so I won't tell you what happens at the end but I'm not a big fan of love stories. This is one of my favorites. I love the story. It's a beautiful movie. Check it out if you've not seen it. Yeah, that really surprised me that I was on your list because you are not a chick no. flick type of girl. So. I don't like them. <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> but I mean, and you know, it's funny that movie, like it came on one day and you know, how sometimes you're just sitting on the sofa and you're just like, okay, I can't reach the remote. So I'll watch this. And I think that's what happened. And I think by the end of the movie, I was like, that was beautiful. It was. It was. A, it's a really great movie. And as a single woman, I mean, that's kind of what when you travel, you know, you don't really travel for that reason. But part of in your back of your mind, you're just like, no, what if this happens while I'm on my trip? That would be great. Not the getting hurt rushing to the Empire State Building, obviously, but right. the falling in love. <laughs> so beautiful movie. Check it out. An affair to remember. So my second travel movie is and it's really funny. This movie was suggested to me like a year ago I had never seen it and and that's not true I think I may have seen it uh like seen that it was on HBO at the time it came out but never watched it because nothing about it looked that interesting just because of who was in it and whatever a friend of mine who was one of my favorite people suggested that I watch this movie and I was like really mm, okay so I watched it and now I love it 
It's The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. It is a 2013 film with Ben Stiller and Kristen Wiig. It is actually one of my favorite books. This film adaptation doesn't follow in line with the book, I'm told. I did not read the book myself. It doesn't. It's completely different. But, right. So in the movie, Walter Mitty, who's played by Ben Stiller, works for Life Magazine. And he, like, gets the photos ready for print or something like that. So his photographer is Sean Penn. And Sean Penn is, like, this really adventurous, cool guy. And Walter Mitty has a very active imagination. He is always daydreaming and he's thinking about himself hiking and dog sledding and doing all these amazing adventures when he's really just this kind of regular guy who works at life magazine. Sean Penn is the opposite of him since they work together. You know, he kind of imagines himself being the Sean Penn character. Long story short, he ends up having to try to find Sean Penn to get a picture from him for the, the final edition of life magazine. So he ends up going I think he went to Afghanistan, he went to Iceland, he went to Greenland and has this amazing adventure looking for this guy and just kind of really finds himself in the process. There's also a romantic element with Kristen Wiig, but nobody cares about that. The cool part about the movie is this really regular guy going to these really unique places. Like everywhere he went in the movie, I I couldn't say the name. I have no idea what they are, what these places are, but places in Iceland, a volcano in Iceland, a one that actually erupts while he's there and he's searching for mountain uh, snow mount snow leopards in the Himalayas, like doing all these things that you know regular people don't do. The really interesting part of this movie is during his whole journey to find himself, he is in contact with an eHarmony representative and the eHarmony representative is trying to help him create his dating profile. So at one point he's like walking in the Himalayas on like a ridge of a mountain range and his eHarmony rep calls and he's like, Hey buddy, we haven't got your profile finished yet. You want to, you want to wrap that up? So I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) And then turns out it's funny that that relationship turns into a friendship, which is, is funny on its own, but really interesting movie really great visualization of a regular person doing extraordinary things. But those extraordinary things really coming from who he is, not just from the places he went, but he was always that person. He just needed to kind of get out there. And he was really able to look inside of himself and see the world in a way that he would never have done if that challenge of finding Sean Penn had not been thrust upon him. So a really great movie to, I think, inspire travel and doing things outside of your box. Yeah, I haven't watched that movie in a while. It's been a minute, but it is a really good movie, but it's totally different from the book. I think the original one, the one with Danny Kaye, is the one that's actually just like the book. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do like the modern day one and how they did it and how they made it more applicable to today, put it that way. Right. Yeah. And so I think my number one pick, and I had a hard time with this one because I got two number one picks. Overachievers. I know. (laughs) Can I do less, please? (laughs) But my one number one pick would be Jurassic Park. And Jurassic Park, including the new movie too, Jurassic World, just the whole series. Because the original Jurassic Park is actually my favorite movie ever. And the fact that they traveled to the island off the coast of Costa Rica to... Or was it was it Isla Nebular or something like that? I, I can't remember. But I read the book when I was a kid and I saw the movie when it came out. 
I saw all three of them plus Jurassic World. That's my favorite movie slash travel movie. But if I'm just focusing on travel and sticking to my idea of a movie where the journey is a character, then Lord of the Rings would be my top pick. And I'm counting Fellowship of the Ring, The Two Towers, and The Return of the King. All three as one. And as most people know, I'm sure most people have seen The Lord of the Rings. If you haven't, you should. It is an amazing series. The whole plot is based on Frodo Baggins. The Precious. (laughs) The Precious. Oh, but yeah, Frodo Baggins and his bestie, uh, Sam Wise. Sam. Frodo, Frodo and Sam, two best friends on a whirlwind adventure. Just hitting out, seeing the road, little road trip, buddy. You know, let's just go hang out, little, see the world. Your little hobbit feet. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs shoes, man? We've got hairy toes. Harry us do this. <laughs> Travel-wise, you know, Sam-wise was just being loyal and being a good friend. These were two characters who were not brave. They were not cunning. They were not your typical heroes. They were regular hobbits making homes for themselves and a life that they were happy with who were thrust into a situation where they had to become heroes and they did um, to an epic degree. And the journey changed them. It changed the world. It changed everything around them. But then they came back home to this regular life. I don't know about them, but I would have felt a little (laughs) travel depression after that. (laughs) You know, once you've been chased by not narcs, what were they called? Orcs, orcs, that's what they were called, orcs. No one wants to be chased by orcs all day, but you know, once you've kind of moved past that, then life is good. Life is good. And I'm not including The Hobbit in those following movies because I didn't enjoy those as much. I really liked Lord of the Rings better. And I felt like that journey was to me because it was also new to me. You know, I had not read the books. I didn't really know anything about the series, the, um, the story. But when I think of, you know, like a travel movie and something really embodying the spirit of travel and a journey, The Lord of the Rings is number one. I mean, it's the ultimate fantasy travel movie, I guess. Precious. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> precious. <laughs> it's all about the precious. <laughs> So, and then I have got a couple of runner-ups because um, I, you know, I, I kind of made a list of just a bunch of different travel movies that I liked. So also on the list, I included Wild with Reese Witherspoon. That's a really great movie if you haven't seen haven't it about. A, I haven't got a chance to see that one. It's a good movie. It's another one of those movies where I just couldn't find the remote and I ended up watching it. And it's a really good movie. It's basically her character takes a, like a thousand mile hike through, it's, I think it's called the Pacific Crest Trail. On her own, partly because she had, her mother had passed away and I think she had gotten divorced and she was like in a drug sex cloud and wanted to get out of that. So without any, I don't think she had any hiking experience or background. She just decided this was what she was going to do to kind of clear her mind and clear her path and get her life back on track. And it's based on a true story. Another one would be Romancing the Stone, which was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid with Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner and Danny DeVito. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, it was a 1984 movie way back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Romancing the Stone was awesome because yeah, because her traveling to Columbia to find her sister 
is and being such a fish out of water is how she meets Jack T. Colton and how that romance begins. So that's an amazing movie as well. Also, Under the Tuscan Sun. Yo, you really like that one? I loved Under the Tuscan Sun. After I read Eat, Pray, Love, I was like, what is this? This is garbage. (laughs) What is this? (laughs) Under the Tuscan Sun for me is that is like, that's what I aspire to. I want not to be a a sad divorcee. Thank you for clearing that up. (laughs) (laughs) But to travel to another country and fall so in love with it that I just stay. Like, I think like that's something that I'd like. That's going to happen at some point in my life. Two others, Eurotrip, which is so hilarious, and The Hangover, because I don't think the original Hangover could have been done in any other city. It had to be in Vegas. It had to be for a bachelor party. And every time I go to Vegas now, especially after seeing that movie, I always think about some of the random things that happened to us (laughs) and how easily they can get out of hand. You always think about Cesar? I always think about Cesar (laughs) Palace. I was thinking about that that wolf shirt that he had on with his man bag. (laughs) And no other ones, just the first one. The last, the other, the other two two weren't all that great. Yeah, the first one was perfect. (laughs) It was perfect. Agreed. Yeah, I think the Hangover would be on my list too. Good picks. Good picks. Romance of the Stone. Movies. Romance of the Stone. You really took that back. I forgot all about that movie. That's that one of the movies fantastic that movie. I, whenever it would come on TV, like I would just watch it. Just, you know, because mm-hmm. it's just on. Um, but yeah, it was in Columbia. And yeah, mm-hmm. she was that whole fish out of water thing. Yeah, definitely. And it's so funny because, you know, I don't know. Well, some people probably look at Michael Douglas now. It's like, ah, what's the big deal? That movie will show you what the big deal was. <laughs> he was at the yeah, top of Michael his game. Yeah, because that was like mm-hmm. uh, what Fatal Attraction was shortly after mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so he was exactly. Those are good choices. I like it. All right, so if you have any travel movies that you would like to share with us, send them to us on Facebook or Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at Round Trip Pod or on Facebook at Round Trip Pod. Sweet. Sweet. So our next segment is our Carry On segment. On Carry On, we talk about tech, movies, books, or anything that's pertaining to travel that's going to make your next trip enjoyable. Um, so, Kim, do you have a Carry On tip you want to share today? Do I? Do you? you bet I do. Yeah. <laughs> so this week, I'd like to share a bag that I purchased from Ooh. eBags. Oh, one of my favorite places to shop. If you are unfamiliar, eBags is a website that sells bags. All bags. Just bags. bags. (laughs) Suitcases, briefcases, backpacks, fanny packs, (laughs) anything you could possibly need. And one bag that I found, because I was looking for a backpack that would carry at least five days worth of clothing. And I found a the TLS Mother Load Weekender Convertible Junior. Yeah, I know it's a lot of words. Oh yeah, I was I saw I know, but I saw that. I I saw a review on that bag. That's a mm-hmm. good bag. It's a decent bag. It's a decent bag. It's a large bag. I mean, it's sized as medium and it's described as a junior bag, but it's a, it's a significantly sized bag. It is a carry-on travel backpack. 
that has lots of details and compartments that I found to be really helpful. So it has a laptop sleeve. It has a large compartment, like the main compartment is large and also has straps. So you can strap down your things so they don't roll around in your bag. It has a sling. I mean, I'm sorry, a strap that you can carry it as a shoulder bag and you can hide the backpack straps in the bag or you can pull the back strap out and use them. It also comes with several compartments that help that help you consolidate your travel and have things that are easily accessible. And it also has a hidden compartment. Um, and that's actually, I think that's where I had my laptop in the hidden compartment. So like if someone just had picked up my bag, they wouldn't be able to immediately find the laptop, which I thought was really cool. I mean, obviously they stole my bag. They find it eventually. But yeah. until then, I'm yeah. not making it easy for you. My only complaint about the bag was that I purchased one in black and I believe I had a coupon. Um, if you sign up for e-bags, they'll occasionally send you decent coupons. And my only complaint was, you know how when you have a backpack, it has a strap that goes across your chest. I could not figure out how to make that strap work. I just What is the purpose of that strap anyway? I, think I mean, it's I don't to understand with that. the weight distribution. Like there was one that went, could go around your waist and it could go behind around your chest. So I guess that all the pressure is not on your shoulder. Which really doesn't help if you got big boobs anyway. <laughs> Weight distribution. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Speaking from experience here, people. <laughs> doesn't help. Okay. <laughs> but uh, my only complaints, or I don't, it's not even really a complaint. My only issue with the bag was that it is not the most aesthetically pleasing bag which you know I I bought it obviously because I needed a bag to I needed to have enough carry-on items on me in case my luggage got lost because I was going I was traveling internationally and I wanted to make sure all my important things were on me and at least a couple days of clothes so I wouldn't you know be naked in case my my luggage got away from me but it's not the most aesthetically pleasing bag like it's not a bag I'd carry for a business trip or anything like that. It's strictly, you know, luggage for casual use, I'd say. But other than that, the material is really nice. Like it's um, kind of a nylon. So it I purchased in black, but even if it were a lighter color, I feel like it would be very easy to clean. It was larger than I thought it would be because I was kind of, I was looking for a small bag. It's, it's not a small bag. All of the zippers and straps seem very, very sturdy. It was comfortable to carry and... If you are a strategic packer, you know, if you're able to kind of roll your clothing and use packing cubes, I think you could really use that bag for a seven day trip. Like I think you could make that happen. So it's a really good bag. We'll post a link to it on our show notes. And it is called, again, the TLS Motherload Weekender Convertible Junior by eBags. Motherload. The Motherload. Yeah. Well, Motherload Junior, because there is a regular Motherload too, I'm assuming. There is. And I can't imagine, I mean, this bag is pretty big, so I can't even imagine how big the Motherload so is. you'll say that you can comfortably get a week worth of clothes and shoes in that bag? Now, granted, if you're carrying 15 pairs of shoes, no. Uh, so that would be a no for me. But, <laughs> like, I had a, I think I had in there a pair of flip-flops. So that's a, that. that was all I needed. So this was the bag that was, like I said, if my luggage got lost and I had to go a couple days, mm. I packed so I could go a couple days. Okay. 
So this was these were my essentials. Everything else was my regular luggage. TLS Motherlow Jr. Got it. Yeah. So if you, if you're looking for something to carry on your back that is going to help you stay organized and compartmentalized, this is definitely a good option for that. Alrighty. So my carry-on suggestion or tip is a website I discovered through a newsletter I got actually um, this week in the email. And it's called Pack Up and Go. Uh, Their website is packupgo.com. And basically the concept around Pack Up and Go is that the they plan three-day weekend trips for you to a destination that's a surprise. So you don't know where you're going. They're U.S.-based destinations, so it's nothing internationally where you got to really freak out and be like, oh, God, do I get a shot or something? But uh, they are local, you know, domestic trips that they plan for you. So what happens is that you go to their website, you know, you can sign up if you want to, and you answer a few survey questions. So they're, they might ask you about your budget, your travel dates, your preferences. If you know that you may want to go to a coastal area, I mean, you want to go to a beach versus going uh, to towards a desert. And then just basic travel information that you give them as part of the survey. And then they book your travel and your accommodations, given the budget that you provided to them. You receive an envelope in the mail, which they tell you do not open. <laughs> so it's a surprise. And it contains all your confirmation information and like a city guide and some other things that they give you in this envelope. And so they've done all the research for you. So there's nothing really for you to do at that point. They give you a curated list of recommendations like cafes and restaurants, nightlife, things to do. If you get to the city that you're going to and it's raining, like some indoor activities you can do as well. And then from there, you just wait until you get an email confirmation from them for your actual trip. And so that will contain the actual uh, details, uh, items for you to pack for the trip, luggage size, so say be at ground central station at 10 30 you know head to the airport at five so it gives you that type of uh direction you take your envelope you go to the destination open your envelope up and you go so i think this is really cool this is a good way for you to get to places that you have thought about going to, but you haven't quite figured out maneuvering around a location and where exactly where to go. I've had Seattle and Denver and Austin on my list domestically to go to probably for the last year, but I just never had time to plan a trip or figure out, you know, when's a good time to go or, or where I should stay and what I should see. Cause I know there's a lot of stuff to see in those cities. So this would definitely be a, a website that I would use in order to plan those type of trips, give them a general idea of where I want to go and hang out and see, you know, what they come up with and whether or not one of those cities would be one of the places that they send me to. Um, so I think it's great. You can give them a budget so you know what you want to pay and, and they try to stay within that budget, which is cool. They do not cover the cost of food. So of course, food and any outside activities, of course, you will have to have money for that, but they do cover your travel and your accommodations and of course, give you that itinerary of things to do and places to see. So I think check it out. Packamago.com. They're on Instagram. They're on Facebook. They're on LinkedIn. Um, so they're on all social medias. And if you go to their website, you can actually sign up to get newsletters about upcoming activities. And then um, also you can start the survey if you want to go ahead and pack up and go. So, so you said they send you the envelope with your information, mm-hmm. but you can't open it. What happens if I open it? I don't know. It may self-destruct. Who oh, knows? No. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. 
not what you but want. But that's the whole fun and the right. That's the fun and surprise about it, though. Like the whole you got this envelope. Like you're like, okay, I'm so interested to know what's in here. And so I'm do you sure have to wait till you like get to the airport and then you can open it? Right. So we before you depart, you get an email, and the email will have like forecasts for your mystery destination, recommendations of what to pack, uh, luggage size, you know, what to bring, and where, and then where you need to go to actually go on the trip. So you go to the destination at the time they tell you to go and at the destination you're supposed to open your envelope so the, the big reveal is when you get to the departure your point of departure is when you open up the envelope so like when so when i get to the airport and then i open the envelope exactly okay or the train station or whatever mode of transportation that they've set up for you right because when when the tsa lady says where are you going today and i said i don't know i feel right. like that might <laughs> that might be a problem <laughs> get my name added to the no fly list you may be on the no fly list at that point but yeah like and that's how it happened. But yeah, but uh, yeah, I think it's it's a really interesting concept just for, you know, if you're adventurous or you're, you're a spontaneous driver or you just want to you become a more, you know, adventurous or spontaneous traveler. I think this is one of those things that you can, can use for that. It's just a weekend trip, first of all. And it's local, you know, it's in the U.S. So you're not, you know, destined to have to stay someplace that you don't want to be in for a week or two. Um, so yeah, I think it's a good concept. So pack up and pack up go.com is the website. All right. That's it for today's episode of round trip. Check us out on Facebook at round trip podcasts. We are on Twitter at round trip pod. You can download our episodes, previous episodes of round trip on iTunes or listen to us on Stitcher radio or roguentel.com. Thanks for listening. Bye guys.